Welcome to Meme Free Song. I'm Sarah Fagan. I'm Jenna Million. And this is a podcast where we challenge sexism in the music industry and empower fangirls. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. And if you stick around long enough, we'll also let you in on some new music the girls are already crazy about. This is just your weekly reminder that if you're missing us between Sunday to Sunday, you can come hang out with us over on Patreon, can join our Discord. You can even hear our takes on some relevant music news as it's coming out, hear us discussing our feminist opinions on the matter. All of that can be found over at patreon.com slash name three songs. Or if you want to leave us a tip because you enjoyed the episode and appreciate all of our hard work, you can do so at paypal.me slash name three songs. And with that being said, Sarah, what are we getting into today? Well, today we are talking about the Grammy Awards. And even though the Grammy Awards have been indefinitely postponed due to a whole new strain of the coronavirus, we felt like it was still relevant because I feel like we were all so hyped up for the Grammys since we're all bored and still kind of stuck in our homes. And, you know, no matter how much we hate the Grammys, no matter how much we talk about how they're not relevant anymore, there's still something that you just still own our ass. (laughs) Yeah, there's still something we want to watch. There's still something exciting to talk about because it's, you know, the quote unquote biggest night in music or whatever. And people love some drama and there has been some fun drama (laughs) coming from the Grammys every now and again. And so we felt like this was a good thing to discuss. And of course, when we discuss something that is really like opinion heavy, it's always fun to have a good guest on. So we do have a guest on this week. So Jenna, would you like to introduce everybody to our guests? Yeah. Larisha Paul is a music and culture journalist covering pop music and all of its various and intersections within the entertainment industry from fan culture to the music business itself. She's written for Billboard, Rolling Stone, MTV, and more, and currently runs a pop column at The Fader. And Larisha is such a great guest because she's personally invested in the Grammys. She's written about the Grammys a lot. She has a lot of really great takes. So we figured she would be an awesome guest to bring on for this episode. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hi, Larisha. Welcome to Name Three Songs. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited, like genuinely. We're so happy to have you joining us today because we, as everybody knows, are talking about the Grammys and how messed up they are, which is, you know, one of our favorite things to talk about. Similarly to our episode about the Billboard charts, the Grammys are just as flawed and make just as little sense. Something that exists to kind of be gamed and make musicians feel good about themselves, even though all of the grandeur that they get for being big enough to be nominated for a Grammy should be enough for them, you know? And so basically, what we want to do today is discuss the flaws of the Grammys and how over the past couple years, not only has the general public realized that the Grammys are flawed, but the artists who are being nominated for Grammys or not being nominated for Grammys are realizing how flawed this award show is. Because of course, people who aren't nominated are always going to be a little bit hurt. But once you start to see the patterns that have occurred over time about who is not nominated or who is nominated but not winning, you start to see some very glaring discrepancies of just how messed up this award award show is like all award shows are and like we're realizing as we're becoming a more woke society you know and like Jenna's mentioned in past episodes the Grammys also try and claim to be like the world's best when the Grammys literally are just mostly about American music which is why there's an international music category so it's again these things where it's like America has decided that America is what you base everything off of which is ridiculous and just nothing makes sense that is going to be the key underlying factor of this whole entire conversation is that nothing about the Grammys 
why they exist, how they exist, and like what's been happening makes any sense or happens for any rhyme or reason, which is exhausting. And so Larisha, since you do have a passion for yelling about the Grammys being messed up, (laughs) we would love to hear from you about when was a moment in time, either as a music fan or as a music journalist or both that you realized like, oh, wow, the Grammys really aren't as on with the times as they think that they are. Yeah, I mean, I can like remember watching the Grammys since I was like four or five years old. Like it was like my Mm -hmm. favorite thing like that and the VMAs, I would never miss it. And I would go to school the next day talking about this with people before I realized that other like six and seven year olds were not sitting around (laughs) watching the Grammys. They just did not care. Like, I don't, I have no idea what you're talking about. You were ahead of your time. I really was. You look back and you're just like, I I got here for a reason. Like this makes sense, you know? But I, you know, I, I really loved it. And at that time you're just excited about the music. And I think even then a lot of time I didn't know who most of the people were that were nominated. I was always watching, wanting to see the people that I listened to and I enjoyed nominated which was basically everyone on top 40 radio Mm -hmm. if it was not them i had no idea who they were didn't care didn't want to didn't matter to me and so for that to be like my basis when i was kind of getting older and getting more into reading about music and just kind of having more of an interest in what goes on behind the scenes and not just what i'm hearing but actually how it's being made and who's making it and how all of that works i start to notice things about the grammys that i sometimes wish that i didn't know like i feel like there are people who can watch the grammys and not have these thoughts in their head at all and still enjoy it in a way and I'm really envious that they just get to sit there mindlessly being like look at these fun performances and not even care about the awards because to other people that's all it is that's why people just watch the clips back on YouTube afterwards they're not watching people's acceptance speeches they don't care about the awards but I think by the time I was like 12 13 and I was like deep in my One Direction fandom that was when I first started having opinions about these things because before that I didn't really have a stake in anyone (laughs) and whether or not they won it didn't really matter to me I had people I was always going to be rooting for Mm -hmm. but I didn't actually have the mental damage of being in a fandom to make me actually (laughs) want anyone to win and you know we would spend like every VMAs era whatever voting and when you participate in fan voted award shows it's a much different experience because it makes you care about the winner it makes you care about who wins because you have a stake in in, you know who actually takes home that award and so Mm -hmm. when you approach something like the Grammys you're wanting their nominations to reflect everything else that you're seeing and when you're in fan culture you're seeing the other stuff that's popular within those fandoms and so early in like my One Direction years when they didn't get nominated for things like the Grammys but they were at the Brits or they were you know nominated for VMAs I was just like I didn't understand why this self-proclaimed prominent award ceremony didn't seem to care about them when everyone else in the world seemed to yeah or at least that's what it looked like to me and that kind of goes with the whole thing of when you're growing up and you're a pop fan and you're a boy band fan and you're a young woman it's this whole thing of the music you listen to is stupid pop music is stupid there's no meaning it's all dumb and as much as I wish that was true I'd be a much happier person if that was the (laughs) truth if it was just silly little pop songs and there was no industry or business to any of it and so when I didn't see One Direction getting nominated for those early albums I was just like what are we doing wrong like what's happening here because I'm listening to the music and I think it's the best thing since sliced bread and they're just like you know no we're gonna nominate Beck and I'm like well who is Beck this is a little suspicious (laughs) yeah who's this man something's not adding up here (laughs) right who's this man and so I think with those earlier albums it was a stretch to even think that they should be nominated for anything (laughs) but I think once 
once we were three, four albums, and I think especially four, that yeah. was a beautiful, excellent, brilliant album. If we could retroactively go back and change things, that should have been nominated for something, even if it didn't win. Yeah, you know, and you look been, back yeah. and you see like NSYNC was nominated for things. The Jonas Brothers have been nominated for Grammys. One Direction never got a single Grammy nomination. It just doesn't make any sense. And yeah. so that's when it kind of started to kick in. And I wasn't even writing about music at that time, but I was reading a lot more about it and reading a lot more about the industry and trying to understand why certain things happened the way that they did. And so as a writer though, and as someone who actually is responsible for knowing what's going on, and even if it's just to convey all of this to my friends and family who don't care, I feel like I didn't really start to notice how bad it actually was until I started looking at how they treated black artists specifically, but also how they treated Beyonce in particular, because she is the closest thing that we're gonna get to a Michael Jackson, I think, to this North Star star of a performer, of, of an artist, of a songwriter, someone who on all fronts is completely dedicated to the business of their music and what it sounds like, what it looks like, how people receive it when it comes out, you know, and being this innovator in a way that she sets the trend for so many artists and a way that she's never given credit for, directing her own music videos and, you know, creating these visual films to go along with this music. It's not just she's going into the studio recording songs that someone else wrote for her and going home. You know what I mean? Like she is so much invested in what her music looks and sounds like. And then to see that not appreciated by the Grammys, which I is supposed to platform and elevate and celebrate the best in music or the most influential game-changing music, but to then see them not praising the most influential and game-changing artists doesn't make any sense to me because there's just no one else even close to being on her level. And I know a lot of people I see, you know, there's like always viral tweets about her and there's someone under it being like, I just don't get it. And it's just like, well, you don't get to not get it. You can't choose not to do that. At that point, you're just lying and no one believes you because it's so obvious. And it's not like, oh, but what about this person? Because there's no one else in conversation with her. You know what I mean? And so I think when it got to the point where I saw the way that she was being nominated, it's not like they were completely shutting her out. The Grammys would have been done away with a long time ago if they just decided to not nominate Beyonce for things. Yeah. You know what I mean? They knew they couldn't get away with that, but they knew they could get away with nominating her to kind of placate her fans for enough time to where they could just let someone else win the award. And I think when you see that happen enough times or, you know, to see how many times she's been nominated overall, but then see how many little wins she's had in like the major categories. It's just like, they want to kind of push her into this side area where they can be like, look, we're nominating her. Look, we're giving her awards. But it's like, you're not giving her awards to the full extent of what she deserves. And it's not even like a, oh, I'm a Beyonce fan. So I think Beyonce should win everything thing in the way that I, it is with, you know, me thinking about One Direction. I think if I could give One Direction a Grammy for every single thing they've ever done, I would do that. <laughs> and I wouldn't care. Like, they I don't, it doesn't Grammy need to be fair. For their cover of Teenage Dirtbag. <laughs> exactly. The Wonderwall. Them sitting on the beach playing Wonderwall Grammy worthy. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? But like with Beyonce, it's just like, that's not even a fandom thing. That's that I have ears and I have eyes and I can see <laughs> yeah. that what yeah. she's doing is better than yeah. what anyone else is even attempting to do. I mean, most of the time they're attempting to do things because she's already done things that were just so far out of what anyone thought was within reach for musicians to do. And so to see them just not properly respecting that and not properly praising that, it makes you question who it's for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On that note, a lot of what we're going to talk about today comes back to two things. One is it's really just awarding what is trendy at the moment. And number two, the other option is it's awarding what old white men want. And that's it. Well, it's not even like what's trendy. It's like what people who 
think that they care about music claim is good music and that's why yeah. you see those things where it was like Bon Iver and these random people winning these awards or who aren't random but they're just like very music snob options for things and it's never really about what's genuinely popular or what's genuinely getting music fans or music listeners excited or even music journalists excited you know it's more so about what is cool or what makes them feel powerful to some degree because I mean this is the thing is it's like I know that people are gonna come and be like oh well Beyonce has won 28 Grammys she's a woman who's won the most amount of Grammys blah blah and it's like okay yeah but they're still doing things because they're like okay we can either give the award to Beyonce or give the award to this other black person but only one of them can win one of these awards in the top four categories this year let's see how loud Beyonce's fans are being right now because that's what it is like it's all about politicking it's all about these things and unfortunately the Grammys especially the people who vote for who gets Grammys it skews very white it skews very old and they're not like in touch with what the public is interested in or even what as I said like journalists are interested in but on top of that because of that there is so much sexism and racism and even sexual misconduct going on behind the scenes in the world of the Grammys that there's no hope for anybody yeah I mean that about sums it up I think it's just (laughs) it becomes this thing and especially like what you're saying about how like it's stuff that not even journalists are excited about because journalists get excited about and I say this as a journalist who I hope I don't do this I try not to do it I think it's something I see in like kind of the older generations of writers and I mean older but I mean like maybe five years older than me and it's just like they get excited about these things that are just like journalist core almost it's like having that leftover kind of residual need to be like I like this thing that other people don't know about and it becomes this thing of just like when you can't even get it right with those people and even they're being like well you left out you know this thing or people don't care about this thing I feel like you really have gone wrong like you have even managed to upset the people who you tend to cater to almost in your nominations process yeah and I mean like the Grammys have been around since like 1959 and they started it with like 20 prizes and it went to like 100 something and then it's gone back down to 78 so it's been something that's jumped around a lot as to what it's supposed to be and the thing that was so funny was there was this article on the Music Hall of Fame's website that was kind of just like a history of the Grammys and basically in summarization they were like yeah so the Academy Awards existed so the Oscars and the Emmys so TV stars and film stars were getting shiny statues to put on their mantelpieces but musicians weren't and so we decided to make something else for them because also at the time the Hollywood Walk of Fame in Hollywood was really popular and so people just wanted to give celebrities more reason to feel like they're the center of the universe so they invented the Grammys to honor musicians and it says as a way to honor quote the music industry's most talented composers songwriters and musicians and I feel like it's interesting that the Hall of Fame site did this in this order because I feel like composers and songwriters are never given the same recognition <laughs> um, it's, no. it's, it's always <laughs> like the, 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 the quote unquote pretty face of the project rather than the people behind the scenes who are doing things when really without them we would have nothing so again a bunch of nonsense <laughs> with the Grammys being just kind of like oh look at the Oscars look at the Emmys we need one of those it's like yes but I mean we come back to this all the time as with America historically 
historically very white, historically very male dominated. And so when it's like a, something like this, where it's like an award show that's quote unquote, we need to recognize the greatest. Well, who's deciding who's the greatest? And those people are going to be predominantly white, predominantly male, because that's literally how our society is. And so it just goes back to the question of who's really giving this award. And I think what we've seen in recent years with so many artists calling it out, especially like the non-transparent part of this, of things happening behind closed doors, it's like, where's the credibility here? Yeah. And the thing with the Grammys is, is that for so long, the voting committee was anonymous. So it was essentially like the secret society of music professionals gathering in their like velvet robes to discuss who's going to win. And the thing that really pisses me off in a lot of this research that we did is that the reasoning behind why it was like so secretive is because they're like, oh, well, they didn't want these people to get fan backlash or like journalist backlash or like people bribing them or whatever. But it's like if these people are running in the same circles, if they're rich enough or a big enough deal to have a voice in the Grammy nominating process, they're probably rubbing elbows with these people. So it's not like people don't know. Because I mean, like if you ever get drunk with anybody who's gone to an Ivy League, they're telling you that they were in scrolling key. Like it's not that big of a secret. So it's not like these Grammy people are going to shut the fuck up about it. No. And also that happened anyway. Like before they got rid of the secret committees or whatever, there were already people being bribed. And like that was already still a thing in the first place. So to just keep it anonymous for that long, it's like in the same way that they trying to be more transparent, shared the complete Grammys rule book guidelines thing or whatever that you can go read yourself to understand how the Grammys work. But then you read it and the language is so ridiculous and convoluted that you still don't know what the hell they're talking about. It didn't change anything that anyone could access this and learn who was voting or how they were voting because it still didn't make any sense. And it's just like the problem is not that, you know, we don't know who's doing these things. The problem is that your system for it is dumb. You know, if you had a smarter system, this wouldn't be a problem, but that's never the case. And it's always just more and more of it not making sense as they try to provide clarity or as they provide access to the previously unknown secrets. It's just like your secrets are are still stupid. Like this just doesn't make any sense. So as of 2021, so after basically after the last Grammys, they started saying that they're going to reconfigure how the nomination and voting process works. And so we have kind of a good summary here from the BBC in which they detail that the organizers of the Grammys have scrapped their anonymous voting committees following allegations of rigging, favoritism, and racism. And the Recording Academy said that its voting members, which run into the thousands, would instead select next year's nominations and winners. So I think with that, they're trying to get rid of the secret committees, which you have the voting, but then the secret committees could really decide whether or not they wanted to agree with that and who they wanted to award it to at the end of the day. So it was like, what was the point of the voting if the secret committees had all of the control? Yeah, and I love in this article how they're also saying that the Grammys also informed everybody that more than 90% of its members were going to be going through, quote, a requalification process to ensure that the voting body is, quote, actively engaged in music creation, which I just find hilarious because they're like, see, look, we're trying to find people who, like, actually have a hand in the pot right now, but I feel like there's still going to be that thing where it's like, oh, yeah, Billy over here is 75 and shows up to, like, one songwriting meeting every other month just so that he can stay relevant to be a Grammy voter, you know? Because the committees are supposed to be like highly skilled music peers, but I feel like none of them can be when they're voting for random people to win these awards. And even sometimes they can kind of veto who the voters have voted in and be like, oh, well, I think that this person should be nominated. And then their voice has more power as a secret person. I don't know. It's just, My thing, even 
with the voters is that, I mean, I hope these voters are doing their due diligence, but you could be a voter and then not really listen to the things that are nominated. Or I guess if you're part of the nomination process, you're not necessarily someone who like listens to every single pop album that was released this year, every single R&B album, like all the categories. I mean, it would be extremely hard to keep up with it. I'm sure the people who are, but like, it seems like it's, oh, it's easier to nominate XYZ because like it's top of mind versus like what was actually good. And that's kind of like my issue with it. Yeah, and I think it tends to like look that way even when you're looking at the nominations that come out every year. I think about the nominations that came out the end of 2020 for the 2021 ceremony and the rap category, I will never forget because I'm not even someone who regularly keeps up with every rap release. And that's because a lot of them are like pushing two hours long and that's just asking a lot of me. But I try to stay in the loop and even, you know, looking at those nominations from that year, I was just like, they could not have gotten this more wrong. There is no possible way. And it's the thing of like, maybe it shouldn't just be everyone who's popular, but you know everyone who's not only popular, but also acclaimed. And those things don't always, you know, overlap in the way that they do and the way that they should for, you know, this type of conversation when you're you're looking at a rap category, you're just looking at all of these things that you just know didn't move the needle mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form that are suddenly being just kind of thrown together. And like, obviously the Grammys always are gonna have issues with genre categories because, you know, we're living in a world where genre is increasingly less yeah, necessary. No yeah. one really cares. You think this is electro pop or, you know, when like Spotify rap comes out and it gives you those genres, you're know, like, I don't know what the hell that is. Like, yeah. I, yep. you know, I'm just listening to things. But so long as we're in that, they're always going to get that wrong. But I feel like when you add that in with their inherent racism of just not understanding how black music works at all, I think about how, you know, obviously we have like the Latin Grammys. It'd be saying something for there to have been like a black Grammys, you know? what I mean because there's not an equivalent for that separation of race yeah. and there shouldn't be but it's also is like would that be the only way that they would be able to be proper recognition for these artists within these categories rather than them just kind of being like well here's a couple of rap albums that came out from these these people who we yeah. think people are going to care about but then actually not paying attention and seeing them do that after they gave Macklemore an award over Kendrick Lamar it's just I always try to forget that that happened because yeah. it literally sends me into like a distressed state because yeah. it doesn't make any sense and it's like you can't possibly have gone more wrong and the thing that stresses me out most about the Grammys is that it's so easy to get it right it is yeah. so easy for you to just pay slightly more attention or just have one person one person pipe up and say hey I feel like people might have something to say about this maybe let's go back yeah. and you know revise figure out if this is the right thing to do and the fact that you know they're trying to reform this and they're trying to make it more transparent and open it up for more people and yet none of these people are the ones to, to stand up and say this isn't the right way to go about this what about this thing and the fact that the people who are still in the decision making seats are the ones who are going to keep making the wrong yeah. decisions they're never going to be able to move forward in any meaningful way because they're fixing all the things that aren't broken almost yeah. instead of the things that are very glaringly like sparks are flying out of it and it's smoking and they're just like no 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 that's fine that's yeah. Right. And the thing with that also is, and like the common occurrence that you see of the Grammys is rather than make a statement or admit to anything or try and actually fix things, they'll kind of overcompensate the next year. So it's kind of that thing where like you're putting wallpaper on top of wallpaper. So mm -hmm. it's like Macklemore beat out Kendrick Lamar. Everybody was up in arms. And then the next year, Chance the Rapper wins like four Grammys. And then the year after that, they're like, oh, we're going to nominate only two women in the whole Grammys. 
And then everybody is like real mad about that. And then that followed up with them only basically nominating women in like the rock category, except for like one male group who wound up winning anyway. But they're like, the point that matters is that we nominated them. And so it's that thing where they overcompensate to try and make people forget that the ugly thing is underneath it. But by overcompensating and like not even doing it well, people still are like, oh, oh, what the fuck? And so I think it's one of those things where it's like the Grammys essentially since they started have been snubbing people, have been nominating people that are really talented and relevant and not giving them awards such as like Jimi Hendrix or the Beach Boys even, even like ABBA. These artists who are just such big cultural moments and have so much to do with music history were either never nominated or nominated a few times and never won. But it seemed like the 2018 situation of Alicia Cara being the only woman to win a Grammy that year and it was in the best new artist category and Lord being nominated for album of the year and not even be giving it an opportunity to perform at the Grammys when like usually everybody nominated for album of the year performs at the Grammys was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back to some degree because after that it seemed like people started calling them out more especially black men which I do find really interesting because it was as if that was like the flash in the pan moment where it's like oh, okay everybody's fucking up we're gonna start yelling about it but I think also it's just like the world wakes up a little bit sometimes once dumb shit like this happens because it followed up with the president of the Grammys making the stupidest statement in all of the world (laughs) about women in music which kind of sequentially led to him leaving his role so Jenna do you want to get into this a little bit yeah so after this awards ceremony happens with Alessia Cara being the only female to win a Grammy the president Neil Portnow was asked about this in Variety and he said it has to begin with women who have the creativity in their heads and their souls who want to be musicians who want to be engineers producers who want to be part of the industry on the executive level they need to step up because I think they would be welcome I don't have personal experience of those kinds of brick walls that you have to face but I think it's upon us as an industry to make the welcome mat very obvious breeding opportunities for all people who want to be creative and paying it forward and creating that next generation of artists so the latter half of the quote was decent but the only thing people remembered was women need to step up because they're not doing enough and basically the outrage was like every woman will say we're already fucking doing this it's that there are multiple gatekeepers across the industry who are all not giving women opportunities like this is why we have the statistics from the Annenberg Institute that say only two percent of producers and engineers popular songs are women like really really bad statistics is because everyone across the industry has a role to play in this and I think he kind of got there is one of those things where he was like walking towards the point and then just kind of like took a u-turn and missed it but that women need to step up comment literally made headlines like probably every female artist ever spoke out being like no we're here you're not giving us opportunities it was also i think that following year when dua lipa won i forget what award she won for but when she in her acceptance speech she quoted him and said you know since women need to step up or something like that and it was just really funny because 2018 that whole situation really shot the grammys in the foot and like a really horrible way for them and a really funny way for everyone else because they're never going to get out from under that specific year it just seems like everything has just been downhill since there for them in a way that it looks like they're trying to do better but only because that year kind of forced them into the spotlight of having to because there was already a whole conversation about the grammys before that statement was even made because like that was a backlash to the actual award show and that's separate from the backlash from the nominations and then that was also separate from the backlash that was a year that they brought 
brought the Grammys back to New York and with that Madison Square Garden that year. But I was like elated to see Alessia win. Like I was so happy for her. I think she's so talented. I thought it was really well deserved. And it was backlash. She had to post an apology for winning that award because people were so mad at her for winning. And she's just like, you know, I'm not gonna take this moment away from myself. And you know, it was the same year we had Kesha perform Praying. And I remember that being such a moving moment. And then, you know, last year, and this year, nominating Dr. Luke for award yeah. after you welcomed her to your stage. And now you're just going to also give her abuser the opportunity to win one of these awards that you, you know what I mean? It just becomes this yeah. thing of like, it doesn't work like that. But that was also, that was a year that the Grammys came back to New York and it was a whole thing because talking about how much it costs to bring the Grammys back to New York. And that ended up being like a whole thing with our horrible mayor or whoever, I don't care anymore. Everyone who has anything to do with any of this, bad at their job, get them out of here. Like there's no one <laughs> in this state doing anything right. And so these issues just kind of pile on top of each other. And then in 2019 at that ceremony, they just, you know, it was his, it was Newport House like last award show he wanted to go out with a bang there were women in every single performance that night that did not need to be there and it yeah. was just like it wasn't necessary why do we have miley cyrus and sean mendez performing together yeah. I, who asked for that <laughs> i didn't even know they knew each other there's no reason for this to be happening and it was just kind of like a here kind of thing like you asked for this and then like you said before like just overcompensating in a way that doesn't make any sense it's just like you don't need all of these super group performances of people you just kind of invited to get on a stage together so you can say look how many women we had but it's just like that's not what anyone was asking for same thing like you mentioned with like you know them giving chance the rapper all these like nominations and awards it's like no one cares about whether or not chance the rapper is winning awards his fans don't even like him anymore and it's like you know i think it was also 2019 when this is america one record and song of the year it's just like that song was something that a lot of white people were excited about because they thought they were supposed to be they felt like yeah. you know oh i oh i get this i get the point of this like this is black art that i understand mm -hmm. yeah. but that was the whole point of it and even then they're just like oh i got it no you didn't <laughs> you, you were yeah. so close to getting it and you didn't get it and i think also that same year was when drake won and gave that speech where he was like saying the grammys didn't matter and they cut his mic i would respect the grammys so much more if they stopped acting like they cared when they don't I actually do have this Drake quote here, and I think it's worth reading. So in 2019, his hit God's Plan won for Best Rap Song, and this was his speech. I want to take this opportunity while I'm up here just to talk about all the kids that are watching this aspiring to do music. All my peers that make music from their heart, that do things pure and tell the truth, I want to let you know that we're playing in an opinion-based sport, not a factual-based sport. So it's not the NBA where at the end of the year, you're holding a trophy because you made the right decisions or won the right games. And then he continues on to saying, like, this is a business where sometimes it's up to a bunch of people who might not understand what a mixed race kid from Canada has to say or a fly Spanish girl from New York or anybody else or a brother from Houston right there my brother Travis Scott but my point is that you've already won if you have the people singing your songs word for word if you're here in your hometown look if there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain the snow spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets and come to your shows you don't need this right here I promise you you already won and this is such a great message and for like a lot of artists who get the nomination but don't get the win i just remember like when bts was nominated for dynamite and then of course they aired their category ahead of time so they knew they lost but then they performed at the very 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 end of the show yeah. to like capture those viewers that's just another situation where it was so painfully obvious they were just doing that for the viewers but i actually came across this drake quote because among bts fans among army when they talk about the grammys they always reference this of it matters more that you have fans coming to your shows and like the fact that drake took the time to say this 
on TV to literally discredit the Grammys on TV. Number one, it makes sense that they cut them off, but also number two, I just think it's funny that if artists are like really saying stuff like this and really like this is kind of a joke, deny the award. Like, <laughs> why don't we have some artists like literally denying awards? Like, he also won for Hotline Bling for like best rap song, and he went up there and he was like, this isn't even a rap song. And then we have Adele going up there winning, was it album of the year? And she was like, this should have yeah. gone to Beyonce. It's like, deny the award. No one's stopping you. Like, I want to see some of that happening. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Oh yeah, that would be my dream just because there's so much, even like going back to the Macklemore Kendrick Lamar thing, there was like the whole thing of him posting that screenshot of him oh, yeah. texting Kendrick, yeah. first of all. If you ever have to post a screenshot of you sending someone something, that is very embarrassing. Like don't do yeah. that. Don't yeah. do that. Cause it just felt like, look at what I did. You know what I mean? But at the same yeah. time, that trophy is still sitting in your home. You know what I yeah. mean? Not someone else's. And so it was like the whole thing of him being like, bro, you you deserve this. And you know, Adele did it with Beyonce. Billy did it with Ariana. And it just becomes a thing of like, get off the stage, walk over to them and hand them the award. Like if yeah. that's what you want to do, you know, rather than just saying, oh, I think you deserve this more because everyone more than likely agrees with you. But, yeah. you know, just to say that isn't really doing much. You know, Tyler, the creator, has also spoken out about the Grammys because he had one, I believe, for Igor in urban yeah. category, you know? Yeah, it was in, tw in 2020 he won and it was in the urban category and he was just like, what the fuck is urban? He said it was a more politically correct way to call people the N-word. Like, yeah. And it was just like, yeah, that's generally, you know, what that term is used for. And so they've changed it and now it's progressive R&B or R alternative, yeah. whatever it is, you know what I mean? And it's just terminology, but not actually fixing what the problem is, you know what I mean? And I think that yeah. that's another way that the Grammys are very similar to like the Billboard chart history in that way. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, just kind of changing the way that you say things doesn't change what they stand for or what they mean or why they're there in the first place. And I think, you know, as we have more artists coming and saying, you know this isn't right or this isn't okay and you know once fans start getting involved and I remember the the whole conversation with ARMY online was another thing where it's just like I'm 98% on your side because then that other 2% was just them kind of being like well look at all of these statistics look at all the records yeah. that they sold look at look at yeah. you know yeah. all of Which this has and this to do with anything. no because if we could look at chart numbers and and sales to predict who's going to win we wouldn't need any of this it and that's wouldn't. why we have the billboard awards like that's a thing and the american yeah and the yes. american music, music awards. awards like these yeah. these award shows exist for different reasons and the grammys don't really have anything backing them other than it's like oh we have our secret society which makes it sound like something more exciting and like the thing that is frustrating and the thing that Jenna and I have discussed quite a lot in multiple other episodes is like this whole thing of again like I said at the beginning of it's America's best quote unquote you know and so no matter how internationally famous a band is that doesn't matter when it comes to the Grammys and a lot of people who aren't 100% paying attention 
to the Grammys specifically, like they don't get that because the Grammys try and come off as the world standard, you know, but also it's because America has always been viewed as the land of money for people in creative places, especially in film and music. And so people's goal is always to break America and get that Grammy, you know? And so I feel like a lot of fans of bands, especially international bands, aren't really viewing it from that perspective of understanding of like, it's about breaking America and getting that America big deal award in the grand scheme of things but like also the thing with the bts snub of it all so to speak is that like since bts have been relevant they've been invited to do something at the grammys and so there was this article in march of 2021 by tamar herman for the south china morning post where she explained that bts appeared at the grammys for the last three years so 2019 2020 and 2021 and so in 2019 they presented her with the award for best r&b album and their love yourself tear album was nominated in the category for best recording package but they lost the same vincent and then in 2020 they performed alongside Lil Nas X and then obviously in 2021 like even though their music was doing really great they were nominated for a non-televised award and then they weren't put on stage to perform until the end of the program because they knew that fans were going to tune in and this is the thing with the Grammys is like over the years Grammys were getting anywhere from like 25 million to 50 million viewers but in the past like five years the numbers have been way 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 less and in 2021 the Grammys only drew 8.8 million viewers on normal television but the live stream that BTS hosted after the show got more than 7 million viewers and so it's like BTS brought in probably most of the all over like Grammy viewers on normal television watching the show. And so this is the thing is it's like the Grammys are trying so hard to stay relevant in a world where they're no longer needed and no longer relevant and continuously behind the times. Like we said, like it was until 2020 that they were calling a category that was categorically had black nominees urban. And then they're like, oh, we're just going to change it to R&B. And like Tyler, the creator said, like, why can't it just be pop? And like we talked about in our R&B episode that came out two weeks ago, no black singer is ever allowed to be under the genre of pop. Meanwhile, if a white singer has even like the slightest soulfulness to their voice, all of a sudden, oh, they're nominated for R&B. They're an R&B classic. They're the Justin Bieber. <laughs> they're the artist to beat, you know? But Black artists have to go above and beyond to get nominated outside of the stereotypically, like, Black categories for anything. And it's just so fucking ridiculous. There's a, a, no better word or phrase to explain it other than, like, it literally is fucking ridiculous how they keep doing these things where they're putting these people on stage or they're kind of giving them like pity nominations or pity performances because they know that they're going to bring people in but them as this old blood nomination voting system are like we don't want to award them something because then we're awarding people that we don't understand or like we don't think are cool or like you said the journalism core music sort of situation or like yeah. the industry core music where it's essentially like the industry being like I'm not like other girls I like this weird obscure <laughs> band like I like this weird obscure solo artist how dare you even suggest that BTS be taken seriously and it's like why why should they not be like why should Tyler the Creator not be nominated for best pop album like it doesn't make any sense to me 
Yeah, and I also feel like something that's always so funny to me with the Grammys is just looking at like how a lot of time with black artists, if they can't tell which category to put them in, they just won't nominate them at all. I think that's what we saw happen with The Weeknd, which is the most ridiculous thing, especially like looking at where The Weeknd is in his career now in this this, like two, almost three year streak of all of this incredible music coming out and like how he's really becoming like one of the greatest pop stars we've ever seen. And, you know, having After Hours be snubbed in the way that it was, Blind and Lights being one of the biggest songs to ever exist and being snubbed yeah. the way that it was because they didn't know what to do with him because he is a pop star. He didn't start off as a pop star. He's a pop star now. You know what I mean? And so they didn't know what to do with him. So they didn't nominate him. But then I think about someone like Post Malone, who they also never know what to do with. They don't know if Post Malone's supposed to be in pop. They don't know if he's supposed to be in the quote unquote black categories because he does that type of music, but he does it in a pop way. So they don't know where to put him. So they just put him in the major categories and then don't nominate him Mm. in any genre categories and it's just like you know for you to put a white artist in the highest level and tier of these awards because you don't know where else to put him i think they do the same thing with ed sheeran they couldn't fit him into the pop categories this year for whatever reason they had room for brandy carlisle but not ed sheeran and so they put him (laughs) in what song of the year for bad habits of all things like i remember when Uh. the conversation used to be that ed sheeran used to get stumped by the grammys because his songwriting used to be really good his music used to be really good and then something got horribly derailed and you know now they're just like oh we're gonna put him in the biggest possible category he could be nominated in because we can't not nominate ed sheeran you know what i mean and so to see them do that with him and see them do that with post malone and then when it comes to like the black artists who actually deserve all of the awards all of the praise you're just like oh we don't know where to put him we're just gonna leave him out and it's always just gonna be a thing where it's just like there was just no reason for that and i think especially now that that was the whole thing of them expanding the categories this year from eight nominees to 10 nominees, which in 2018, they expanded from five nominees to eight nominees. And now we're at 10 and they still just can't seem to configure the right combination of people. You have 10 mm-hmm. slots now. You started yeah. with so many less than this and you, you're still just like doing everything wrong. It feels like they're going to start giving runner ups. Like <laughs> here's the the three best runner ups and then the <laughs> one winner. Like that's literally what they're about to do because they have so many nominees. How can you not? The Music Olympics now. (laughs) That's literally what they do at K-pop award shows. I think it might make more sense at this point. Because my thing is, like you're saying, like the viewership is dropping every single year. Most of the time, I feel like a lot of the people who actually bother to watch the Grammys are other journalists, other people working in the industry, people who have a stake in this, who care about this, who have to come up with something to write about it, who, you know, have to turn it into something else, who drag out the conversation for three to four days, doesn't normally ever run more than that. I feel like after that fourth day, no one on my timeline is even thinking about the Grammys and the nominations come out and the whole, it's like the whole thing over again. For like a few months, we care about it and then it's over we leave it alone you might as well just go and have had fun with it you know what i mean like you might as well just scrap whatever reputation or whatever you feel like you have to uphold or or stay consistent to because clearly no one cares clearly you don't care you know what i mean at that point you can really just kind of overturn the whole thing and do whatever you want with it and it's not going to be traditional anymore but the whole problem is that the grammys is maybe a little too traditional and not trying to be progressive but still stuck in its ways if you're trying to be progressive you just actually need to commit to it and actually you know Mm. because i feel like they're always trying to find a middle ground you know what's going to make the fans happy and the critics happy and the recording academy members happy and there's not one person who can do all of that and i was thinking about that a lot when they expanded the nominations this year because the new york times came out with that report court like literally like the day or two after nominations came out where they found out that the last two people who got tacked on the ninth and tenth slot were taylor swift and kanye west for album of the year and so it's just like 
why are those the two people you felt like you could not under any circumstance Drama. possibly leave out? But I had just written about the Grammys for The Fader and what I was saying was that they're constantly trying to find this middle ground of how do we make everyone happy? And then lo and behold, two days later, the New York Times are just like, they're trying to make everyone happy. And I'm like, see, I oh said this. God. Why are you yeah. going me? I'm right. Like, I, I said this. It's like that weird thing where they're like, oh, like we have to nominate so-and-so or they're going to pitch a fucking fit like Kanye, where it's like that guy fucking went crazy. Like, no offense. I know he's mentally unwell, but like, <laughs> you know, like he still like went and like rented out a whole fucking stadium and was like, oh, I'm going to hold up here and make this album. And he's working with multiple sexual deviants and doing all this horribly fucked up shit and it's like why why are we celebrating this man oh because he's gonna go on a tirade if you don't nominate him for a grammy just because he got the album out in the nick of time for it to be accepted as a nominee like it's just fucking ridiculous and there's so many questionable things and it's also that thing where it's like harry styles getting nominated like two years after his album came out and as you said when we started one direction never got noticed and then harry gets noticed for like possibly the worst song he's ever put out like watermelon sugar is <laughs> decent but like you get sick of it after a while you know it's, it's not one of his better works i think and i feel like a lot of people would agree with me on that regard like there were so many better songs on that album but it's just these things where it's like why are you making these decisions and like why are the quote-unquote fan favorite artists that you are nominating always ones that are quote-unquote politically acceptable or like American Idol general public acceptable you know like people who middle American white people are going to be like yeah I get it for nominating and so it's just that weird thing where it's like when you're doing essentially like fan behavior by nominating people who don't necessarily be deserve to be nominated at that point in time they're always the my like white mom who drinks wine every night is okay with this nominee and it's just it's just exhausting because like we said it's like why was Harry nominated when The weekend wasn't when like The weekend could have easily taken the slot that Harry was given and like all of you guys know how much I love Harry and I know I beat him up all the time but it's just because he's the flavor of the year you know like he's white boy of the 2020s yeah he's and, the it boy yeah he's the it boy and so he's just getting all these opportunities that aren't necessarily like his to be getting and it's just frustrating that it reached the point where the weekend literally is like I'm boycotting the Grammys because like even though we're saying that the Grammys aren't necessary whatever it still is exciting when people win them you know because there is so much to do with them just in pop culture and in social circles and in standings within record labels and they can lead to more album sales they can lead to better deals they can lead to more money they can lead to lots of things that are really good for an artist well Sarah you make a really good point because I was just like going back to the Drake thing in my mind when he basically told off the Grammys in his acceptance speech and it's like why wouldn't he just like deny the Grammy and I think probably a lot of artists have other stakes to lose if they did something like that like other like I don't know if it's management label festivals be like if you're gonna treat the Grammys like that we don't want to work with you it could be bad for their reputation but like I really wish there were more artists doing what The Weeknd is doing yeah but I also think about the fact that like one back to Kanye he literally posted a video of himself peeing on a Grammy. Like that was like a thing that happened. Like that we didn't make that up. Like he put a Grammy in the toilet and peed on it. And they were still just like, no, 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 we can't not include Kanye. And also yeah, Kanye like is making the worst music of his career. Yeah, it's not even good. The years. album wasn't even good. <laughs> so I just, at that point, you've really lost me because it's not to say Kanye isn't a talented individual. He absolutely yeah, is. We would 100%. not still be bothering to still speak about that man if he wasn't. He would be in the same category of a Macklemore. He's just kind of off out and about doing whatever. Yeah. 
And you know, he is talented, but it's just like, just because someone is putting something out and because they're, they're, you know, self-proclaimed to be a genius and by their fans to be a genius and by everyone in line at Supreme to be a genius. Like that does not mean that they are deserving of these things. But even with someone like Drake, Drake was nominated for best rap album. And he, I think after the whole Kanye was added at the last minute thing came out, Drake and his team might have felt, cause at the end of the day, Drake is first and foremost a businessman before he's a musician. So I think when he saw that, especially with the whole back and forth with his album and Kanye's album and their whole little squabble that they tried to pull Andre 3000 into and Andre 3000 was like, leave me out of this. And you know, it was a whole thing. And I think he saw that, you know, he maybe he felt like he, should have been added to, to album of the year or whatever the case may be. And he told them, you know what, I, as a matter of fact, I don't want your nomination. And so rejecting a nomination is something that I've read that I forget, I think maybe the New York Times reported or Rolling Stone reported it, but it's something that has only really been done in like non-televised categories to make actual statements, but then not having that impact because it is a non-televised category. And so it's like, nobody cares about that. We don't, yeah. that's not why anyone is watching this. And so it becomes this thing of like, Drake can say, no, I don't want your nomination, you know? And so the Grammys didn't even say, okay, we're going to instead nominate someone else. The Grammys just said, okay, it's just going to be, you know, four artists nominated in that category now. But Drake can turn down a nomination because he's already won you know and yeah. it's still that thing of no one doesn't want a grammy if this was drake's first grammy yeah. nomination he was just like oh no i don't want that that would never yeah. happen would never happen because there is a chance for someone to win a grammy they're going to take that chance yeah. you know what i mean unless you're the weekend but i'm pretty sure the weekend has also already been nominated and not acknowledged by the grammys in other ways so it's just like it's making a statement but it's not you know what i mean it's yeah. a statement that drake is allowed to make because he's drake and because yeah. you know it's not going to cost him to not win another award especially when the likelihood of him winning this award based on who else is in the category with him is maybe not as high as he would hope for it to be and so it just becomes this thing of you know he can say that he can do that but other artists yeah. are not going to say yeah let's follow drake's lead because other artists are not drake you don't get to do yeah. that yeah and they feel like they need it i mean they feel like they need it for their career to take them to the next level all that stuff and the weekend is like in a very unique position that his song was on the billboard charts for like 52 weeks straight like a whole year something like that and already had the momentum behind him already had the success and so his situation is very unique whereas it's like some of these other artists like you said either they've already been nominated they've already won or they don't necessarily have the same level of fame to deny it it wouldn't make the same impact yeah. And I mean, we also have just the issue in general of the Grammys having a really hard time recognizing people of color in the big four categories, you know, because the last time a black artist took home album of the year was Herbie Hancock in 2008. And Lauren Hill was the last black woman to win album of the year in 1999. So again, like I just keep saying like, it's fucking ridiculous because it is, it's just insane because people are putting out really good music, but the Grammys are consistently feeling this need to like categorize people by race when that has absolutely nothing to do with what music people are putting out or how deserving they are of something. And again, it's like you were saying earlier, the fact that in 2017, Beyonce's Lemonade was up against Adele. Lemonade was such an incredibly iconic album. And like, while Adele is super talented, every Adele album is the fucking same. Like, I'm not knocking Adele's talent, but it's just this thing where Beyonce put not only together like this incredible album, but also all the music videos and all the stuff that she put out around it. Like she put together like this incredible work of art, really. And it's like when somebody puts that much time and effort into something and so much of their soul into their music, like, why is that? 
got not accounted for and it's because they're like oh well we gave Beyonce one last time we gave her something else we're giving it to Adele because drunk moms like Adele and it's like what 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 so going back to like the whole nominee and like committee award situation like in things like this there's actually a really cool quote in an article called why the Grammys will never represent real music in a publication called in Mike and this came out in 2015 but the journalist Tom Barnes interviewed a Grammy voter named Rob Kenner who previously worked for Complex and his quote is that I soon learned another unwritten rule during private conversations with other committee members be careful about greenlighting an album by someone who is really famous if you don't want to see that album win a Grammy because famous people tend to get more votes from clueless Academy members regardless of the quality of their work case in point of why the committees were not working of like Adele getting the win over Beyonce. Yeah, it's this whole thing of name recognition and then there's also, you know, with the Grammys. And I think it's it's another one of the things that like a lot of people who aren't as close to it don't understand that it's what they're seeing when they're seeing it. But like the campaigning for Grammys that happens is something, you know, it's like all of a sudden this person is on every magazine cover and giving interviews to all these magazines and all these photo shoots are coming out and they're on this commercial and it's like all these four year consideration things. And I feel like if you don't really understand how the Grammys work, you don't know that that's what you're seeing. But at the same time, if you're not a big name, if you're not an Adele, if you're not, you know what I mean? The reach, if they didn't hear your album in the first place and you had like a really popular radio song or you know, you debuted at number one or whatever the case may be and you had this really successful album era, if they didn't know who you were when that was happening, I doubt they're gonna see your billboard cover, your yeah. Rolling Stone interview or whatever the case may be. And so it's like, it's nice to see they're trying to get voters' attentions, but then it becomes this thing of, you know, whose label is gonna give them the funding to, to do all of that in the first place. And then it becomes just this whole other thing about money and accessibility, who's gonna represent the label. And, you know, especially when you think about like Republic or Interscope or Island, these labels who have all of Columbia, who have all of these, these huge artists and they have to kind of figure out how they're gonna divvy up their attention and their funding True. to it's gonna end up going behind the name that they don't have to get people to remember yeah damn you made some points the thing also that that just like hit a nerve with was again back to harry styles was i remember leading up to the 2021 grammys and like harry styles tiktok was like a huge fucking thing going on in like 2020 that all these fans were like pitching a fucking fit because harry's grammy for your consideration promo package that he was sending people was like better than any of the merch that they had sold for fine line (laughs) which like isn't hard to do but they were all like why are they getting this amazing package like why can't we buy this like why are they getting this and so it's again like that thing where i don't think his team is smart enough to have like created that wave on purpose Purpose, but it's it's just that thing where it's like again the Grammys are seeing Harry Styles and Grammys trending at the same time and I feel like that also probably played a bit into why he won because again it's always that backlash of oh last year no like fandom faves won so like this year we gotta give some fandom faves a win or whatever the case is you know and it's also just that thing where when somebody just sweeps every category and it's like while that's exciting for them that's so fucking boring for people watching and just annoying because I mean like I feel like the only case where somebody won every single one of them where it was kind of exciting and cool was with Casey Musgraves because she was so kind of 
put to the side and ignored by the country institute of like country radio in nashville and just like what she was doing being so anti-country country because country music is so conservative right wing in a lot of ways even though that's not where its roots came from but i mean like that year billy eilish won all those awards number one she didn't even seem like after the first one it seemed like she was like sick of it but she wasn't making any comments she was kind of like making fun of it and i know that she was like an awkward teen whatever but like that was the first time where i was like properly put off by her because i was like you either acknowledge that this is fucked up or you stop being a little brat on stage and being like rolling your eyes and making jokes with your brother about the fact that you just swept every category when there were countless other more deserving artists in most of these categories like either make a fucking statement or don't you can't just be up on stage and like making a fool out of yourself in the ways that she w- was and i feel like that's what's so frustrating is the thing that we keep coming back to is when in years past, so many women weren't nominated. In that UC Annenberg study, it showed that between 2013 and 2018 alone, only 9.3% of nominees for Record of the Year, Album of the Year, Song of the Year, Best New Artist, and Producer of the Year were women. So when only 9.3% of nominees in like these big categories are women and then a very talented teenage girl wins all these things it's just so frustrating when all these black artists are getting snubbed and ignored and just not celebrated for somebody to go and win everything in like the big four categories and just be like laughing with your brother on stage when it's like okay if you think the grammys are a joke say the grammys are a joke just do it you're a teen you can change everything and so that's just like these things where it's like even when artists seem to be like frustrated with it or like people are like why is this person winning every single thing when so many other deserving people are nominated it's just like frustrating to watch somebody win and speak on winning in like the way that she did i remember watching that and being so excited that she kept winning because i therefore after a certain point i was just like this is this is ridiculous and i recognized it was ridiculous but i got excited i got excited because it was ridiculous like the fact that she literally went up there and won everything because it was just like one i think she's she is so incredibly talented for her debut year to have looked like that was really insane but also like you look at you know winning for bad guy bad guy was the only big single off of that album and not even one of the best songs on that album like there's you know she is so much more talented than the music that she gets recognition for and I think that'll always be you know unfortunately I was excited when she won and she won for everything I wanted and I was really excited about that and she won for that I think in 2021 um and that was exciting because that is genuinely one of her better songs and it's not even attached to an album which is like a whole other thing her getting all those nominations on an off year was just like you know she's one of their new darlings and the fact that they're able to put her into that place after she sat there with her brother being like this is ridiculous and i think you know she understood that that didn't make any sense for her to be winning all of those awards and you know not that she didn't deserve them because i you know will always back up teenage girls who who are Mm -hmm. genuinely talented and and moving the needle and you know because it's so easy for young women to get our in our heads that we don't deserve something because there's someone else who deserves it more and so i'm always going to be on her side of you know if y'all want to give her awards same with like (laughs) olivia this year i don't want olivia to sweep everything again but if it happened i'm keeping my mouth shut you're not gonna hear a thing out of me not a single negative word but i also think it it sets up this thing where like even now like i've seen people saying like you know with olivia rodrigo getting nominated for sour and getting nominated for driver's license and you know best new artist they don't want a billy 2.0 situation because 
the other thing about that is that Olivia is always going to err more on the side of a Taylor Swift behavior than a Billie yeah. Eilish behavior. You know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. so I think people recognize that it's almost like a more dangerous setup for Olivia to be in that situation than it is for Billie. Yeah. And they're just kind of kind of slot one of them out with the other. Yeah. But I think the other thing with Billie is that the the whole thing about her and Phineas and like even this year I thought it was so funny they had Phineas not like announce the producer of the year nominations and like didn't give him one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I do think what what that represents for young women is just, it becomes this thing because, like, that was the whole thing afterwards. Everyone being like, oh, why did Billy this? Why did Billy that? And, yeah. you know, all of this stuff as if she chose to win them. And from yeah. watching it at home, you know, and I think she said this in an interview, and I forget where she might have said this or if it was, like, a post-Grammys interview. She was thinking about the backlash she was going to get after the fact. You know, yeah. I, as much as she wants to be appreciative, you know, she has that Vanity Fair interview every year. And I think in the one, the most recent one, she was just like, one of her biggest accomplishments is winning all of these Grammys. But she can't even be excited about it because there are people who are going to yeah. attack her and you know, send her all of this hate because of yeah. she had no control over. And I think in that moment, she couldn't even be, and it's sad that she couldn't even be excited about winning all of these things because she's just like oh my god people on the internet are gonna be so mad at me and it's like it's not even your fault and also it doesn't matter like again we stopped talking about these things like within days like it's fine literally you know what i mean but like to not even be able to say this is a really special moment and soak that in because your brain immediately goes to oh no like this is a horrible thing to happen yeah because that's the thing is it's like at that point in time I just was like this is incredible that like a teenage girl is doing this but it was like that thing where looking back on it I was like why was she kind of making a joke of it when she clearly was uncomfortable which like as you said there was all this reason to be because as a teenage girl you're gonna get shit for winning and people being like you don't deserve it but yeah like I was saying it's like my annoyance with it was was that she clearly was a uncomfortable and b kind of being like there are other people here that could have gotten this like what are what are you doing and that like it seemed as if she never really talked about that even though she's made like brash statements about other things where I was kind of just like girl just say something like you're a teen they won't get mad at you for it like pitch a fit (laughs) yeah and it's not like they're gonna stop nominating her either like she's still going to be her she's still gonna get that recognition and all of these awards in the first place well also i mean the 2021 she won record of the year for everything i wanted she was up against megan the stallion she went up there on stage and was like oh my god this should be for you she did the same thing again like yeah i feel so bad this should be for you it's like if that's how you really feel deny it like i I get get so tired of that right but then it goes back to that thing of when you are a teenage girl on stage at the grammys and they're trying to give you one you're not giving it to someone else like it's just as much yeah. as you would like to, just, to be that person who is like the bigger person and recognizes that you're amongst all of these people who are immensely talented and so deserving but it becomes this thing of like it's a privilege thing you know like she'll use it in other scenarios and other situations to speak out about things that she, that she feels matter and I think exactly what you're saying like she's spoken out about so many other things and not this and because because she thinks this doesn't matter like I think <laughs> she she has tried to convince She's her cool millions of followers to become Become vegan I don't know how many times babe it's not happening and so I think yeah. until you can convince her that this is something that actually means something and I think especially for her first year for having won all that stuff any possible notion of her thinking that any of this makes sense because she was so unbelievable to her yeah that was just furthermore of a reason for her to be like oh this is nonsense like this is not <laughs> actually real because if it yeah. was this would not have happened this way if it, if it was yeah. ariana would have won if it was megan would have won but it's yeah. just it becomes this thing it's it's one night for everyone to get all dressed up you know what i mean yeah. and go and mingle and and whatever and the after parties and and the the campaigning and like all of this stuff but at the end of the day it doesn't really you know you get the trophy or you don't 
and I think for them it it ends there mm-hmm. and I think it'll it's always going to be something I think when if you're an artist who I always think about like mainly like touring acts who you mm-hmm. know build their like huge fan bases that way people who will sell out shows for them time and time again those are not the type of people you think to be nominated for the Grammys you know what I mean the neighborhood to yeah. still have like such a successful career I think there are certain subsets of artists who it's not even in their mind that they could do something like that so I think when you yeah. have younger artists and it's, it's people are moving the needle who are making music that doesn't sound like what the rest of pop sounds like or the rest of whatever's going on on the radio sounds like you know it kind of gives hope to these other artists but I think at the same time it's not really in their heads that that's something that that would be open for them and I think even you know with the Grammys like we were mentioning before like the listing of composers songwriters then musicians mm-hmm. you know but even looking at the songwriters and composers who do get nominated for things and don't I did an interview recently with two of the songwriters who wrote like half the songs on Take Me Home for One Direction mm-hmm. and I was asking one I was like does it bother you that you know you've never won a Grammy and he was like well it sucks but like the fact that I can sit here and have this conversation with you and know that even you know 10 years after this album came out that that music still has an effect on you and it still means something to you like that means more to me than the Grammy ever would so it comes yeah. to, you know back to the same thing that Drake was saying as long as people are supporting you and people care it's not going to really matter yeah. for them in that way but it mm-hmm. is still a thing of like you don't not want one and so I think if you know even these artists who don't have it in their head that that's something that would ever be on the table for them mm-hmm. if it did happen to come across you know what I mean it's just like you know I'm, I'm not gonna say no to that but it might be weird it might you know because then that becomes a whole thing of well, what does that mean for the other people within your field or your category or yeah, whatever the case yeah, may be sure. you know what you said kind of reminded me it's like the Grammys are really an award show for people who've already achieved a certain level of success yes. yeah. right because like you just said the neighborhood example it's like they were never going to be considered for a Grammy there's a, I mean there's lots of bands we all love who like have never been probably will never be considered for a Grammy but that doesn't mean they're not good musicians and that doesn't mean they're not making innovative music yeah. So then it's like, within this conversation, it's like, how did the Grammys build such a prestige that it's like, well, Billboard Awards and like American Music Awards and like VMAs are fun. No one's like, I really want to win a Billboard Award. Like, I really want to win an American Music Award. And it's like, the AMAs are pretty much fan voted. Um, They do factor in other popularity stuff. The Billboard charts are literally just a Billboard Awards. Like, you basically already know if you're going to win. But the Grammys, because it's like, ooh, it's voted by important people, quote unquote, that gives it this level of prestige. Mm -hmm. Like. I, I don't know. Music's biggest night. And it's just like, is it? With as wild as the VMAs usually are, let's make the VMAs music's biggest night. Honestly. And they, they should be again. And the VMAs is yeah. a whole other thing because they have fallen off so terribly. I feel like maybe in the coming years, hopefully it'll kind of bring something back because it feels like artists are putting more time and consideration into their visuals and actually having album eras and giving us something to watch videos about maybe but i think until then the grammys are still just gonna be this you know but i always i always think about like non-american artists it's such a big deal for them to like win a brit award or win an aria award and like you know that's a huge thing that's their equivalent of having a grammy but then we don't have anything else here on that level it's just the grammys and so, yeah. you know, there's all these artists who have never won a Grammy, but who have multiple Brit Awards, multiple ARIA Awards, and they're in Australia or in England. Like, they're still lauded as if they have won something equal to a Grammy. But then, you know, the conversations over here are just like, oh, well, do you have a Grammy? And it's just like, does it matter? Like, it, they yeah. have still, you know, shown 
their prestige in these different ways and they're working with producers who are getting nominated for a producer of the year at the Grammys, but their music's not being nominated. So it's just yeah. like, is that the same thing? But it's in the same breath, we don't have a songwriter of the year award. We, you know, we're still, yeah. and I think even that leans into the gender inequality of it all because a lot of these songwriters who are really killing it in pop are women. And so we have the men who are working on these songs and giving the sound of the song an award, yeah. but then we're not giving the actual writing an award. And then sometimes, like, I think Julia Michaels is a brilliant songwriter. She gave us Sorry by Justin Bieber, and yeah. for that, I will be forever grateful. But then they had, like, nominated her in, like, 2020 or whatever for that If the World Was Ending song. That's ridiculous. That you should not have, there was no reason for you I to have done that. that. It was really not <laughs> um, good. And it was in, like, song or record of the year or something. Yeah. And it was like, we didn't need to do that. But, like, the other thing with the Grammys is, in speaking of the VMAs and just, like, other award shows, is, like, other than when somebody sweeps all the big categories, there aren't really moments in the Grammys that live on forever in pop culture. Mm-hmm. There aren't moments True. that people are, like, discussing years after. Because I think also, in two years from now, I'm going to forget that Billie Eilish was acting weird about the fact that she won all those things, you know? It's just yeah. still fresh in my mind because nothing that exciting happened last year at the Grammys, you know? And so it's these things where it's, like constantly there's nothing like that pop culturally relevant about the grammys as you were saying like everybody's trying to convince everyone how big of a deal the grammys are especially over the past like five years but you even see these things where again as we were saying these bands and musicians that exist outside of the billboard charts that are super successful that make all their money from touring that play really big venues whatever the case is like they have all this success they're not even thought of. I don't even think it reaches their minds that they could even apply for the Grammys because it's just like, oh, that has nothing to do with me, you know? But then you see these things where it's like Katy Perry, who Jenna and I personally have just discussed of like, where does Katy Perry even exist in this thing where like she was so big for a point in time, but like how and why and what was going on there, like not to take away from her talent, but like she was nominated 13 times over the last 10 years. But she's never won a Grammy. And so it's like, oh, are they just nominating Katy Perry? Because they're like, oh, right. Katy Perry's a major name. She's an A-list celebrity. We have to nominate her because her name has so much hold or whatever. And then you even see how like Diana Ross, who's like a huge name, was nominated 12 times throughout her career. Never won a single Grammy until she won the Lifetime Achievement Award until 2012. And so there's all these artists. And even Nicki Minaj from like 2010 to 2015 was nominated for 10 Grammys and never won like she lost best new artist to bonnie bear who like nobody knew who he was um nobody knows who he is now no, nobody knows who he is. i literally my brain just went twilight dude like that was yeah. the crash and burn of bonnie bear and so it, it, it's just these things where it's like they're nominating people because they're at that level that they're supposed to be nominated but they're nominating them only because of that not for any other reason because they know they're not going to give them the win and so this is that thing that we're constantly seeing of People complaining about snubs where people aren't nominated at all, like The Weeknd, or people losing to other people who, like, their music isn't as big of a deal. Like, in 1985, we saw both Prince and Bruce Springsteen lose album of the year to Lionel Richie, or we even saw Michael Jackson where he was nominated for both Beat It and Billie Jean for Song of the Year in 1984 lose to the police's Every Breath You Take. And it's oh like... Oh my god. What I, is, I felt that in my soul. That hurt. And like <laughs> that in 1984, to be fair, Michael Jackson did take home two other Grammys, but it's still these situations where it's like people are being nominated for no reason, or people are losing awards when their music has more cultural relevance at the time, and even now to those sorts of songs. And it's just constant things. And I mean, like in the 2000s, 
2000s, we had Maroon 5 beat out Kanye West for Best New Artist. We had Esperanza Spalding beat out Drake and Justin Bieber for Best New Artist in 2011. You had Mumford and Sons beat out Frank Ocean for Album of the Year in 2013. And just like all of these ridiculous things that make absolutely no sense. And it just continues to go to show just like how irrelevant the Grammys really are when it comes to pop culture in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I think also Frank Ocean is one of the the people that kind of fit into what we were saying earlier about how he's also just completely washed his hands at the Grammys. But again, he didn't do that until he had already won. And so it's still this thing of like, they're going to keep trying, you know, and they still show up. And I think, you know, we feel like certain people should win things. And I think it it is a balance of, you know, there's never going to not be that personal preference in there. Like, I want this person to win and that should be reason enough for them to win an award. But then it's also like you're just looking at the actual quality of the work, who they worked on these projects with and, you know, the actual the lasting cultural impact of it and not just looking at oh what's popular at the moment and I think when they nominate people like Nicki Minaj and they nominate people like Katy Perry I think part of the reason why they don't win is because the Grammys don't think that there's a lasting cultural impact from the music yeah. that, that they have you know what I mean they're gonna discredit them and be like oh no one's gonna care about this in a few years but that's the music we still return and listen to not these random people that you decided you know yeah. we're gonna be important and change the course of music by making stuff that sounds like they could have written it on a guitar in their basement in 15 minutes and it's just like well we're still talking about Katy Perry though we're yeah. still talking about Nicki Minaj for better yeah. or worse like you know they're not in the same place that they were and it's not like you can't predict whether or not someone's gonna have a continuous stream of success and of cultural impact and you know nothing Katy Perry releases now is gonna have that impact she's like on stage dancing with frogs and bikinis and there's a toilet and you know whatever that whatever's happening is happening but that does not erase the fact that literally everybody thinks that Teenage Dream is like a literal perfect 10 out of 10 pop album like there's not Yeah. yeah that still has so much impact on the pop music we're hearing now. Literally that part of it, the songwriters and the producers who have literally shaped the sound of pop music who have not been recognized by the Grammys, it's just like, what exactly are you celebrating? Because it's not what you say it is. Because if it was, we wouldn't be sitting here asking why the literally biggest names in music who, who change and inspire future generations and if you're going to look to anyone to predict what the rest of music is going to sound like it is not these random white men that you're just like here's a shiny gold trophy literally and i mean like so with all this being said like for both of you guys and jenna if you have any closing thoughts on this but just obviously as we've seen like the grammy viewership has been declining people are complaining artists are complaining is this something that we should just like let fizzle out or do we think that somebody needs to put a nail in that fucking coffin already and be like hey this is bad because i feel like there is need for something like the grammys but i feel like it's something that we kind of need to throw away and like start over from scratch that's my personal opinion on it because it's already so flawed there's already so much that has come out about it that's been flawed there's been so much like you were saying earlier Larisha about like when they told everybody like oh here's how here's how the voting works and it was like written in scientist English and it's like when something has to be that complex it really obviously is shutting the door on a lot of people who don't have the money or the time or the understanding of these things to take part in it so i mean for you guys and jenna if you could answer first what do you think is going to happen like what do you what what are your hopes and like what are your thoughts on the future of the grammys or the future of just like the potential of something else Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with what you said because it's similar to other conversations that have been happening like on a larger scale within America since basically the Black Lives Matter movement 2020 of like, how can you fix a system that's 
broken, but like the system was built this way. So it's like, how can you fix the Grammys if the Grammy was built this way? So I kind of think if we really wanted to like have a better system, we'd have to tear it down and start something new. But we all know that's not going to happen because of the amount of people who want to resist that. Yeah. But also, I just think it's so fascinating that like by human nature, we like competition, right? Mm -hmm. And then we're saying award shows like the AMAs and the billboards, no one really cares because you kind of already know what's going to happen. Like we like the air of mystery of it. We like the idea that somebody's deciding what the best in music is this year. But then we just are like, y'all are doing it absolutely wrong. Like we hate this. We absolutely hate this. But then we're like buying into it every year. You know, it's just like this cycle. So it's kind of funny that it plays into human nature. And then entirely kind of going off topic here. But I was just imagining if instead of the Grammys, we just had the best artists play Survivor. And... (laughs) That was our entertainment for the year because I think we should start doing that. Jenna wants the Hunger Games. Yeah, but yeah, that's literally what it is. Like not the killing part, just like the. I want to see them play Survivor. Music's that biggest night, crime. the Hunger Games at the Staples Center. Like that would be such like such entertainment, such comedy, <sighs> Chef's Kiss. Honestly. I wouldn't be opposed to something of the sort. But no, I think the Grammys are always going to be running from their past. And they don't have to not be the Grammys. They can literally just completely get rid of everything they do now, come up with a new set of rules, and start over that way. You don't have to not be the Grammys anymore. You can just be the Grammy that happens in a different way. And it'll just be like this divide of Grammys before change and Grammys after change. Like, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be the Grammys don't exist anymore. But then I always think, when I tweeted about this the other day, because last weekend was the Golden Globes and the Golden Globes are a Twitter thread now. The Golden Globes don't even exist. They're just- could have been an email. They were tweeting like pictures out of who the winners were with these like weird little like riddle type quotes. (laughs) It was just really strange. So what you're saying is basically we should just have the Grammy announcements just be riddles on Twitter. Like no, no airing like a scavenger hunt like something like just just something different but like you know if the grammys were a twitter thread i'd be really sad about that like i would generally even like now the grammys being postponed we even mentioned that this whole time the grammys are not we don't even know when those are happening like that's nerve-wracking for me because as much as the grammys are a disaster it is really giving train wreck you can't look away from and it it makes me excited and i get sad every also part of my personality no literally (laughs) and the thing is i'm never gonna not care about it but i would be genuinely sad if it stopped being a thing because it's like i always see writers like every year there's like at least one article going around it's just like we should just not care about the Grammys anymore. And it's like, that's not the yeah. point. And also, as a writer, you should be glad they're a mess. There's a lot more to say about mess than there yeah. is about things going right. <laughs> but, it, like, it is a thing. People do care. And it's always fun to, like, I love, like, sitting and watching award shows with my mom, especially the Grammys. But I wonder if it'll ever get to the point where everyone's just like, okay, forget it. Because, like, they've done so many questionable things. And, you know, we like, there was the whole, you know, sexual misconduct thing. There's, like, all this other stuff going on. The p- type of people that they're nominating are horrible. And yet, none of this seems to be enough for everyone to completely scrap it. Like, it's in the yeah. same way that an artist is always going to want a Grammy, we're always going to want to watch the Grammys or have something to do with the Grammys just because it has been ingrained in us that this is something we're supposed to care about. It's Music Business Night. It's important. It's the highest prestige in music. It's the, the best thing you could ever think of. And it's not. But we've been told over and over again that it is. 
And so yeah, I'm wondering what it is that's going to make everyone actually wake up and be like, hmm, actually, I'm done with this. And I think every year more and more people make that decision, but definitely not enough. You know what I mean? If we still have almost 9 million people sitting down, turning their TV on to watch this and you know, it's always going to be that thing of people do care. Even if it's just that they can be mad after. People also love to be mad about things. And that's exactly. also fine. And I respect that because I love hater culture. So I think after last year, because like last year was definitely a step forward. And like Megan Thee Stallion won, took home a lot of awards. And Beyonce like also set her new yeah. record. So like it definitely seemed like last year was an improvement. So I am excited to see what happens this year. Just hoping that like things continue to move forward. It's just this thing of the Grammys is always going to have like this shadow looming over them and every year kind of sets the pace for the following year and I always think I think about like Lil Nas X having nominations from Montero which are so deserved but also he got nominated for like that first EP that he put out that was horrible so it's like they could not nominate him now you know what I mean it's just like this thing yeah. of they're not selective enough about who they nominate because they're trying to appease everyone that it kind of sets the stage for them to be like well we did this before to please everyone but now if we don't do that people are going to be more mad than they would have been if we would have admitted them in the original year and it's like i just pictured tangled yarn in my head when i think about the grammys like they just cannot get themselves out of whatever it is that they've contorted themselves into and i think because the grammys act like they don't want to be political they don't want to be you know what i mean they don't want to be that award show but then mm -hmm. in ignoring that they get pulled into these conversations they clearly don't want to be in and it's not going to fix itself and so them trying to do both and trying to please everyone it just seems like it'd be so much easier for them to figure out one goal or objective like you said they never have like an actual reasoning for wanting to do this aside from the fact that they felt like they were being left out and they were just like oh that's not fair you know i'm on the playground this person has a toy i don't have a toy i want a toy too and now they have it and they're just like they don't exactly know what to do with it because they don't know what they're doing and so i think if they kind of scrap everything go back to the drawing board what is it that you want this award show to represent because i don't think they know and i think yeah. everyone has a different idea of what they think they think it is but until they figure it out it's not gonna do anyone any good to just be like i think they want this and they don't know they don't know what they want yeah and at the end of the day it's like can't live with it can't live without it no and i think that's like a great note to end on for today so larisha i just wanted to give you a big thank you for coming on our podcast sharing all your wonderful knowledge and opinions and if any of our listeners want to follow up find you on twitter instagram or read more of your work we're gonna have all of your links in the description below so yes thank you for joining thank us thank you so much for having me this was so much fun like i just needed to get all of that out of my brain i think i didn't even know that much was in there <laughs> so in conclusion the grammys are useless <laughs> but we need them we can't live without them i don't know sarah what's one of your biggest takeaways from today's episode that unfortunately we're probably gonna have to live with the grammys for the rest of our lives but hopefully as they're becoming more transparent with things and as they're changing we actually see proper change where maybe more relevant artists are nominated and even more relevant artists are winning because i think again it's just that thing where we're seeing like the quote-unquote expected people win and I would like to see more deserving people win, if that makes yeah. sense. Because I'm not saying that, like, obviously all these people are talented, but it's just, again, like that thing with Beyonce versus Adele. They're both talented, but of course Adele's going to win because Adele's more accepted by the American Idol general public. So I think it would yeah. just be nice to see the not general public acceptable person win all of the time. Yeah, I agree.
But so with that being said, for you guys, since we love to continue the conversation with y'all over on our socials, what was your biggest takeaway from this other than the Grammys are pointless? Because they kind of unfortunately aren't, no matter how much we want to believe that they are. So we would love to hear your thoughts and feelings on that and what your takeaways from this discussion was. I feel like all of us had some really interesting points that we brought to the table that really got all of our brains really running (laughs) to think about what else is going on. So if you guys do want to continue that conversation, with us you can reach out to us on instagram or twitter we are at name three songs on all social media platforms and thank you for joining us this week on name three songs until next time never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band and remember you're never too cool to make fun of the grammys don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each episode comes out and leave us a five-star review they really help if you want to find out more about anything we referenced in this episode you can visit name three songs.com